This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, let's talk a little bit about two headlines that came out. I was kind of shocked at the first one, and then I, you know, like half an hour later, I was like, what? We're talking about data breaches. And whether or not these are a new reality, I mean, are we just supposed to expect them? Because two of uh, Canada's biggest financial institutions, both the BMO and CIBC admitted fraudsters may have accessed customer accounts or been hacked by groups outside of our country. And that news coming out this morning. And so simply financial, which is, I guess, an arm of CIBC bank, confirmed it. Uh, that about 40,000 clients had data comprised, and BMO didn't give a number, but they both admitted there is a problem. So what does it mean for you? And why in this day and age of 2018, why has no one figured out how to stop this as we are pushed further and further into the online world for everything in our life? Let's bring in our tech expert, Adam Oldfield, to answer my very simple question. Adam, why can't they get their proverbial poop together? Well, you know, it's a great question, Alex, and you think about it, our financial institutions in Canada are way ahead when it comes to being a little more, how shall I say, cautious with information moving forward in technology. I mean, we're really behind Mm -hmm. when it comes to technology advancements in the financial uh, environment online. But when it comes to this, I think, you know, looking at the situation with CIBC, the first situation coming to light was the fact that they were migrating from the sale from the PC Loblaw deal. And when they were doing this, there's always going to be a challenge or a concern in regards to how information is being transferred. So this wasn't as simple as, well, we're not a partner anymore. Just change the passwords and now it will go to someone else. The information was needing to be transferred from one location to another, which means there's a lot of vulnerabilities. The systems we have today really are not in in an environment that you could sit back and say they're lock iron class, kind of like a safe. You can look at safes and go, they've been broken in since the 1700s. Bank robbers were able to break them, cut them, all sorts of things. Well, the world has changed. It's still an environment that can still be broken into. But the deal is the servers that exist today, which CIBC and BMO have, are not 100% secure. And a lot of the reasons are we're using pretty inadequate capabilities to lock it down. Usernames and passwords are not 100% foolproof. Easily capable of being hacked. I think we made a joke about this on the show before. What's your password? <laughs> I know. Don't don't go. Don't 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 yeah. even bring up okay. mine. Because because uh, honestly, that's part of the problem, though, Adam. Like someone's got to come up with an invention that saves all my passwords so that I don't have to think about them. Because and they say they have this. Well, but let's go another point. <laughs> send it my way, would you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is going to help you, Alex. It's just there's just we're just going to have to accept the fact that oops. Here goes my login password and password uh, privacy information of everything I own. And, you know, here's the other element of this. If there was a time when Apple, the most secure units that were available on the market, were 100% locked tight, and now for $30,000 you can buy a device and it will hack it in less than 15 minutes. Now, Apple states it's got the best encrypted units on the market. It can still be 
hacked or opened or channeled access, if you will. Mm. And there always has to be a back door. There really does, because someone's got to be able to get into the information. If you think about it, you can't completely lock it down because, again, not to throw you as the example, but, hey, I forgot my password or I forgot what my PIN is. What do you do? You call a 1-800 number. You, you send an email. Hi, I forgot my password. Mm. Now, there's a lot. Those are all generic issues. Let's talk about some other high levels. The number one valued market on, on, on the streets these days is information, privacy, login, password. And this stuff, I wouldn't put it past someone within the environment during the transition of CIBC. And this is, again, speculation. Please do not take this as fact. But it wouldn't surprise me if someone was transferred or advised, sorry, you're no longer employed. We're moving our systems over to simply, it's a whole different group that's going to manage this. Yeah, but these are, these are you're talking about phishing, right? You're talking about the P-H-I-S-I-N-G kind of phishing where, like, because yeah. I get emails all the time saying BMO needs to confirm a pass. I never answer those. I'm actually smart enough not to answer those. But they're very tricky to, to spot because they look right. actually authentic. Well, those, that could be one access, but we're talking 40 thousand passwords this is not a onesie twosies uh one two skip a few this is forty thousand of them so my theory is that somewhere somehow someone either downloaded this information gave access to the information and literally probably got a paycheck for it and we saw that easily not too long ago with the gentleman from hamilton who was selling information to the russians for millions and millions of dollars and all he was doing was hacking yahoo accounts so this does not surprise me in the case of, wow, how did this happen? Are the banks capable of losing information? Of course they are. Why? Because the systems are not 100% secure, number one. Number two, people still are, are managing the login password component of it, and that information is capable of being copied and mm-hmm. transfer, transferred to someone else or sold in this manner on the black market. Okay, so you, when, when, when I sent you a note this morning hey, saying, hey, do you know anything about this bank stuff and data breach? I mean, you weren't yeah. surprised at all about this. No, I'm not surprised at all. I hear about this constantly in regards to access uh, of information. This is just the stuff that's being released. Right. This hasn't gotten nothing to the stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. I know. I, yeah, <laughs> not to make everybody feel good out there and go, wow, this Adam's a real bummer, eh? Why do we bring him on? He's just nothing but like a killjoy. I'm just telling everyone that this is the stuff we're able to release. And a lot of the government, they're being honest and good for them for being so. Because if it did leak out, 40,000 is not a small number. And if it was... Uh, released outside of the bank, not the one telling it, as we saw with Yahoo, and look what happened to them, then it could be even a bigger disaster. So they're doing crisis management, which is smart, and by the law, they should. And further, it gives all the users out there a little bit of insight to go, wow, is my information secure? We can see that the banking and financial uh, institutions are coming up with better security, but they still have a long, long way to go. Just texting me a code on my cell phone is is not the solution. Okay, so then, you know, I would think the banks, especially those in Canada, which make a little bit of money, they might be able to invest in this kind of thing. So, you know, look, they have more money than God. And so I understand where small businesses might get caught at this, but I I can't imagine when we're talking about the amount of money that the Canadian banks are dealing with and the sheer volume of people that they deal with on a a daily basis. How come they haven't gotten this this right? I mean, why? Why haven't they beaten the bad guys? Well, this isn't even a matter of beating the bad guys, Alex. First of all, they do make billions of dollars in profits. And 
I'm, again, Adam Oldfield's speculation opinion. I truly believe that there's a disgruntled individual or hacker that had access within the system itself managed to go, wait a minute, what's $40,000, 40,000 usernames and passwords of banking clients worth to someone? Right. What? 250000 You know what? That's not a bank. All the money in the world could never solve a disgruntled so this, or... So you're uh, saying it's all, black, well, it's all black market crime then? I believe, absolutely. We can see that. All the other data breaches we've seen, Alex, yep. have all been somehow connected through someone who had access through the back-end portal. User password and user access is the number one reason information is being copied. It is not a matter of, oops, someone forgot to uh, uh, secure the password. It is really a lot of user uh, error issues. And for that, we have to factor until we have, and this sounds even scarier, a completely automated system that the computers will be able to manually uh, uh, access, store, and securely lock I think we'll always be susceptible to our information being copied or given away or sold in that matter. So what happens then if you're on the list of 40,000? I guess I guess I know that the bank has said that they'll make sure any kind of loss is covered. But, you know, we're not talking about just monetary. If you become the victim of of identity theft, it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Not just that goes away. It takes years to fix. Here's the problem is they're not disclosing what specific information of their financial detail was given. That's the part which is kind of fuzzy in my mind. Now, what do you give a bank when you open up an account and you manage with them? Number Mm -hmm. one, if you've set up an account with CRA, you probably gave your social security number. That is the dead ringer of of technically uh, hell on on all matters because now they can do anything with that. They have access to your credit report. They have access to your details. Now, if they didn't have access to that information and it was just a username password with maybe your, your bank code number, I think it's really a simple process to say you need to change your password. You probably have to go in and update your content information. But even still, they got your name. They got your birth date. Yeah. They probably have who your bills are. And that's really where the challenge is. If I was a hacker, not that I am, but if I was a hacker, the first thing I would do is I would take the information I have determine who I did business with, meaning I knew that I had a Capital One account. It was paid directly through the CIBC. I now have access to that information. I'm going to now go through that process channel and start to utilize that. I won't touch CIBC. Why would I do that? I know you have access. I'm going to go to the channels outside of that and start testing all the other avenues that I know you've paid. So if a CRA account is there, I'm going to try and set up a credit status. If I see a Capital One, I'm going to try and access credit out of another system. That's where the bigger danger comes from. So really, I would suggest the CIBC is probably going to have to go through and disclose what was stolen, mm-hmm. how it was used, and that information then needs to be told to the 40,000 users. Fun times. All right. Uh, I don't bank with CIBC, so hopefully this is not my problem. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. You're safe. Paul, you can... It's all about me. It's all about <laughs> me. <laughs> Adam, appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Adam Oldfield. He is our tech expert, my good old buddy. He'll always be Adam to me.